Hi, and welcome to the Fire Up at 55 Plus podcast, a show about how to put yourself first in your second act of life. I'm certified life and weight loss coach Lori Adams, here to empower you to let go of guilt, take charge of your health, then find and fulfill your dreams. It's never too late, so let's get started. Hey, firing up today, you'll always hear from me that words matter. And that's especially true in defining doable achievement. Today, I urge you to replace the phrase and practice of goal setting with the much more effective words, goal getting. Use this to write your story of transformation and you'll actually get to the happily ever after. Just as with many current life coaching tools and self-development practices, goal getting flips the tired practice of goal setting on its head. There are so many best practices now in getting your goals in a doable way that this broadcast is just round one with more to come in future episodes about effective goal getting tools. Today I'm sharing stories of success. First, revisiting, recalling the goal getting by recent podcast guest Jen Rowe and her team of Ragnar Relay Runners who each lost about 100 pounds with goals way outside their comfort zones. Next, sharing some information, some snippets, and stories from the book that first inspired Jen, titled The Success Principles by blockbuster coach and best-selling author Jack Canfield. He's a personal development expert I've had the pleasure of learning from, too. The telling and accurate subtitle of his book, The Success Principles, is appropriately, quote, how to get from where you are to where you want to be, unquote. Precisely, that is the how for going after goals. In other words, goal getting. But I'm going to start with a quick illustration from my Full Focus Planner Pro certification course taught by another prolific author and self-development star, Michael Hyatt. So being a personal development geek myself and longtime user of Hyatt's amazing pen to paper planner and overall process for productivity, I was gobsmacked and pleased to hear his experiential take on the goal setting process. I mean, after all, we all have heard about smart goals and we think that's pretty current, but he flipped that for me by taking the best of what most of us know about smart goals and updating it from just a plan to a plan that delivers. By setting SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, individuals and organizations have increased their chances or made an effort to increase their chances of success as the SMART framework was established to provide a clear roadmap and structure for goal attainment. The S-M-A-R-T framework for goals was first introduced in November 1981, a lot longer ago than I would have thought. In an article titled, there's a SMART way to write management's goals and objectives by George T. Duran. Well, thanks, George, but fast forward 40 plus years more to the updated version by Hyatt provides something that is not only doable, but relatable to individuals in addition to management and far more effective in getting results. Hyatt knows that, quote, goals poorly formulated are goals easily forgotten. So, he's revamped George's formula, taking smart to smarter. I'm going to toggle back and forth a little bit here about the original smart framework to the smarter one. 
So the first S for both of these frameworks is for specific. Goals should be clear, well-defined, and focused. They should answer your questions of who, what, when, where, and probably most importantly, why. What is my why in setting this goal, in planning it out? Two, M for measurables. Goals should have measurable criteria to track progress and determine if the objective has been met. This involves setting concrete benchmarks or targets. Well, yes, especially if you're in management and you're a geek about spreadsheets, but you can use very simple tools in individual measurable activities. You can simply review them. You can do a habit tracker, but measurable is good because it will show you where you started and where you've moved on to. Number three, the A, achievable. Goals should be a realistic and attainable, George said, considering the available resources, etc. Now, Michael Hyatt has changed this to action-oriented, and this is what goal-getting is all about. When you create your goal, not only should they feel achievable, they should be something you can get into doing. Let's think action verbs, plans that you'll be able to calendar, to write down, to make sure you've got time in your calendar to do them, and to get them done and check them off. Again, that is something that's measurable, and you can see what your progress has been. So the fourth letter R in George's formula was called relevant. They should be related to your overall objectives, values, and priorities. Well, that seems pretty apparent. Michael Hyatt has changed this R to risky, and this is where goal-getting gets exciting. It should be something that, hey, you know, I'd always like to run this Ragnar (laughs) or climb a mountain or swim this many laps, I don't know, go on a journey, so many things that you want to get done. But it should be risky enough, meaning take you out of your comfort zone, that you'll think it's exciting and fun, but not so risky that you can't imagine ever doing it or start taking those actions. Number five is the T in SMART, time-bound. And that is where uh, George shares that goals should have a specific time frame or deadline. And that's important, just like we've already mentioned, so that you can measure, get something done, check it off, and not let it languish. But in Michael Hyatt's SMART, he does include time-bound, and then adds two more letters, E-R. His SMARTER framework ends with exciting, that's the E, and again, R, relevant. But he explains relevant a little bit different from what George said. He believes it's really got to fit you and your season of life. That makes it realistic too. Come on. If you're a parent with a couple of very small children, it's probably not your season of life to consider running a race across the country or something. It's got to be relevant that you can fit it into your life. It'll still be risky and exciting and time-bound and action-oriented, but it needs to fit into what you're doing. Not so much that what you're doing now should provide an excuse. I mean, you can still write a book if you've got small children. You just have to fit it into your calendar. But relevant, something that means a lot to you and still fits into your current life and to your season of life. These updates by Hyatt, these tweaks, make it much easier for you to engage with your goals as well as review and measure how you're doing. This is much more than George's framework, as I said. This is not a framework. It is an outline for a plan, a plan you will fill in with actions, with habits to get your goals, way above a mission statement or New Year's resolutions or just a list of goals that you post on a bulletin board. This is going to turn into a plan you can live with 
by filling it with habits and days you'll take action and move forward so that you'll be incorporating the framework of the goal, but actually focused on the actions to get it done. Well, I could have created a whole workshop on these goals and plans, which is actually something I offer as a coach. But today is just to explain those basics to get you going, to know what is important to include as you write your goals, but then to go deeper and act them. I do suggest you read Michael Hyatt's book. He's got so many, but the one called Your Best Year Ever, Achieving Your Most Important Goals is an easy read and really explains this more thoroughly, better than I could do, but it's something you can act upon. He even has a course of the same name. Now, the story I promised to revisit. It's actually recalled from podcast number 24 a couple of weeks ago. I was so impressed with Jen Rowe, the interview I did with her, and the From Fat to Finish Line film that I watched that she produced, that I just wanted to think of her comments as a whole package for life coaching, and she is a life coach. So I'm going to revisit some of the things that I learned while researching the episode, while watching the film, and from listening to Jen. It's an amazing real-life story. You just can't beat it. From Fat to Finish Line, produced and experienced by guest Jen Rowe, was an effort by her and an undaunted team of 12 people who came together virtually across the country and had in common that they all lost nearly 100 pounds and took up running individually. Quite an accomplishment for each of them, and they wanted to share that. And what I found so interesting was that they weren't all spring chicks. <laughs> there were a couple of younger ones, and there were a couple approaching middle age and a little bit older. So you can see, like everything that I share with you, you can do this at any age. The story shows their accomplishment, their determination, and their getting of their goals. So the first thing I'm going to recommend from that is please do watch the film From Fat to Finish Line. You can get it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. You can buy it if you want, which I've done actually because it didn't cost a lot of money and I just find it so inspirational. I learn something more every time I watch it. And from this audience, for you all, probably mostly women, the team is made up of mostly women. So it was nice to hear their different pain points, the goals they set to overcome them, and how they achieved these breakthrough goals, losing weight, losing a lot of weight, and running. And in doing so, creating a new life story for themselves, changing their lives. So Jen said that she was a blogger. Her blog was called From Fat to Finish Line which documented her own weight loss journey and her running journey. And when she decided to become a runner, it was because she had read a book, the book I'm going to talk about today by Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. Jen said it was the amazing book that changed her life. And one of the chapters she really focused in on was called Unleash the Power of Goal Setting. Jack Canfield has you write up a list of 100 life goals in this chapter. And if you get the accompanying workbook, it's actually one of the exercises that's laid out like a form that you can do too, the Success Principles Workbook. As an aside here, about the support that Jack Canfield offers in general, in the foreword of the book, he writes, while many readers knew exactly what they wanted to achieve when they picked up their copy of the Success Principles, many more didn't know. For some readers, achievement seemed so far away that their only want was for life to simply get better. Well, you know this podcast is all about getting better and better, 
creating your best life in your second act of life at 55 plus, that I want to emphasize this. And I want to tell you to be undaunted by the book if you pick it up. It's quite thick, but like his original Chicken Soup for the Soul series that made him a best-selling author, it's done in chunks, little chapters, so that you can read a little bit every day if you want. It's so great. Or you can listen to the audio version too. So Jen continued to list her goals in this Unleash the Power of Goal Setting chapter. And believe it or not, she laughed. It got really hard for her to come up with 100. And after she thinks she got to about number 30, she started making stuff up. But at number 72, which stands out in her mind, the goal she listed was run a five-mile marathon, which is pretty funny because there's no such thing as a five-mile marathon. There's 5Ks. You know, a marathon is 26 miles, half marathon, 13 miles, 10K, 5K, which is around 3.1, 3.2 miles. But it was funny because she said that's how much she knew about running. She had not a clue about it. And she, in her past, had been a tequila drinker and kind of a party girl, I think. And then at this chapter in her life, she was being much more responsible, had a lot of things coming up, and decided that she wanted to read this book and find out about changing her life. And so she wrote down, run a five-mile marathon as number 72. So it was funny because she was then advised by Canfield's book to take something off the list that seems slightly uncomfortable. How about risky? right? That you might be able to do and commit to it as a goal. And she laughed that she didn't know why she didn't choose to go to Greece or learn Chinese or anything else on the list. But for some reason, the run popped out. And she's always been a writer. She had the blog going. She thought it'd be so funny. She was a a fun girl known for her comedy. And she just thought it would be great and really didn't take it all that seriously. She was 40 at the time. She did not see another overweight person or mom like her running. She said she saw skinny little guys in shorts, and she thought her friends would think this was about as realistic for her to learn to run as going to the moon. But lo and behold, people started to follow the blog, and she found other runners out there to support her journey. She became friends with Katie Foster. She writes the blog Runs With Cookies, and Katie approached Jen about the Ragnar team of 12 people to do it as a celebration for weight loss. And up to then, she'd been a no way kind of person. I think that's funny. No way about goals. No way about running. (laughs) But this resonated with her. And I can see why Canfield would resonate. He explains things so thoroughly and gives lots of success stories and how the success stories are connected to specific actions to get your goals. Anyway, she turned the experience into a film because she was a film and documentary maker. And she didn't really see the potential. She felt it was way outside her comfort zone. But there was a little part of her that just wildly wanted to do something outside her scope. Again, risky. She said, the universe nudged me and I took its hand and jumped. She got into running. She didn't have a hidden talent for it, but she had felt depressed and was looking for help from that Jack Canfield book. She was overweight and more dissatisfied. And the book for her was really pivotal. Years later, after the Ragnar, she struggled. But her life is still a happily ever after because she's continued on with the life changes. You know, you'd pick up things in life and you drop things in life, but she's never going back to the way she was before she started running. Happily ever after doesn't mean happy all the time. It means you accept the 50-50 of life and how you deal with it has changed. And she struggled with her running in the last few years, especially during COVID. 
She had signed up for a race that was removed from the calendar because of COVID, and she said she came to a grinding halt, and a misguided doctor discouraged her from long-distance running, and she eventually realized her intuition was better than the doctor's advice, but it mentally gave her a block for a while. You know, we let those negative thoughts come in. We question our decisions, but she had learned so much and established such a foundation as a runner that she kept going, started again, became a life coach, has a coach, worked through her thoughts. She found a friend to do a race with, and she is getting her running back. She's an ongoing happily ever after, living the life that she really wants. And I now see Jen on Facebook leading the From Fat to Finish Line group and also in a business group we belong to for life coaches. In the film, she said it became a lifestyle change when she found running and gained new confidence. The doing of it, the running overcame the what-if negative voices in her head the negative voices that so many people struggle with. That's the action part of smarter goal-getting, persisting, overcoming, knowing that if something like running is good for you, it gives you the confidence you want, keep going back, keep acting. So please do check out the film. The Katie that Jen mentioned has a blog titled Runs for Cookies, and her motivation is quite inspirational too. She was sad. She was overweight, and she wanted to be a more active mother. Her goal-getter action was to start running. In the film, she said, my breaking point was when my older son, at five years old, wanted someone to run along with him on his bike after the training wheels came off. I couldn't breathe, she said. I was sweating, and I realized I couldn't do it. She plopped into a lawn chair and watched, but vowed that when her younger son wanted to learn to ride a bike, that she would be the one to teach him. And she did. There's a nice clip in the film of that. These lifelong friends that Jen made have their ups and downs. Again, that's the journey of life, but their happily ever after it is in the doing of it, the getting up, getting going again as they age and overcome obstacles like COVID. So that's the long story for today. But Canfield's book has story after story of people attaining successful transformation. I have the 10th anniversary copy, which is from a couple years ago. So this book has been around for a while, but I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, maybe because it is kind of thick. But again, it's in little snippets and chapters. I just love it. And many of the people that I know love it too, because I've given it to them or told them about it. He has story after story, as I said, about people attaining successful transformation. And then he links those goal-getting tactics they use to change their lives. So you're sure to find one that resonates with you, whether it's the making the the list of 100 that Jen did or choosing from among the many, many options there. This needs to be your transformation. And as I always say, find what works for you. Among his stories, there's one that really stuck out for me. A woman named Heather O'Brien Walker, who during brain recovery from a devastating work accident, was read to by her fiancé. He read the success principles. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. But she visualized a breakthrough goal of walking down the aisle on her wedding day. It was grueling, she said, and she did it. And she wrote a book about it called Don't Give Up, Get Up. Canfield's chapter, Chunk It Down, is a favorite next step action plan of mine. He provides, it follows his initial pages on goal setting, But the chunk it down part is about goal getting, and it gives so many practical questions to ask yourself and tools to get yourself into planning and executing the plan. 
Chunk It Down is also one of those practical exercises I mentioned in Canfield's Companion, the Successful Principles Workbook, that will really take you into action. This definitely is a goal-getter tool. Use it, and real results ensue. Canfield tells tales of famous rejections that also inspire goals. You know, for the people who want to fight up against something or want to be dared to do something. Uh, One of them he mentions is supermodel Angie Everhart, an actress today at about 55. She was the first redheaded actress and was told as early as age 16 by that icon modeling agent Eileen Ford that she would never make it. Well, Angie didn't like that. She started modeling at age 16 and went on to a great career, including those coveted Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues, and later as an actress, which she remains today. Her happily ever after continued achievement is evident in that she has 18,000 followers today on Instagram. Quote, the universe rewards action, unquote, writes Canfield. Life coaches, especially those taught at the Life Coach School, where I graduated, use a model. The one for LCS is called CTFAR. The C helps you see the real circumstance that underlies what's going to go on in your life. Say, your age or your weight. It's a fact, undisputable. Then, from the circumstance, a thought comes up. You realize the thought that follows the circumstance, and then a feeling that comes from that, the vibrations you can really feel in your body. The feelings lead to the A line, CTFA, which is the action line. So that can include old comfortable habits, keeping those going, maybe like overeating, isolating, putting things off, or inaction. Staying in a job you don't like is an action. It's inaction toward a goal, but it's still an action. Or staying in a relationship that isn't good. No new resume, no partner counseling, for example. So inaction. The third action, goal getting, such as making that list of 100 goals, choosing one, moving through discomfort, and taking a step or more to learn whether this is the one you want to try or you want to say, okay, I'm failing forward and I'm going to come up with a different goal. Then whatever you do or don't do in that A-line leads to the R-line. Those results, those real results. Will comfort and inaction keep you in an endless cycle of no new results, no transformation? Or will the thoughts, feelings, and actions focused on goal getting, positivity, and possibility get you to the real life-changing results and story that you want for transformation? Consider some smarter goals and get into action. I'm going to leave you with a quote, because you know I love those quotes, that one 55-plus role model, the famous chef, TV host, and cookbook author Ina Garten said, quote, Women have a unique strength and resilience that can carry them through any challenge. Embrace your power and know that you have the ability to achieve your goals, regardless of how old you are. Well, I say that ability comes with getting goals, moving into action, out of the planning phase, and into the life, the identity you want. To work with me one-on-one for weight loss results or transformation of any kind you desire at Midlife Plus, 
please just send an email to me at hello at lauriadamscoaching.com so we can schedule an easy conversation about what you want. And to keep the transformational information coming each week, please follow Fire Up at 55 Plus wherever you download your podcasts. And if on Apple, please share a review and a star-worthy rating. It'll be much appreciated. Hey, thanks for listening. To contact me directly, please reach out via email to hello at lauriadamscoaching.com. And I invite you to take a look at my flaming hot webpage, fireup at 55plus.com. That's fireup, the word at 55plus.com. And until next week, make the most of your sizzling second act.